0: The ESPN 690 and jar and Levine studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane.
1: Happy Victory Monday. Or Happy Monday in general. But Happy Victory Monday. Something that we didn't really get to celebrate a lot last year. And all of a sudden, after week one, here we are, 1-0, top of the AFC South Division. Everyone's upset right now because of their bets. Maybe going to get cashed. I may have took, took in the Colts. I'm not upset, though. Um, is this team tanking now? Man, I've said it before. It's hard to tell after one game, but I'll be honest, I'm intrigued. I, I might be on board here. And here's the thing about it. Right where... We can come in here and overreact, you know, the, the classic overreaction week one Monday. We can do that, but let's be honest to ourselves right now. If the Jaguars would have came out on Sunday and lost by 21 or, or lost by a bigger amount, the defense looked horrible, you know, the offense was kind of eh, and that happened on Sunday, well, then I would be in here saying, well, you know, the, hit, hit the panic button, they're tanking, it's over, so... If they don't do well, I would obviously say, well, that's what we saw on field. That's what we expected. But they didn't. They did do well. So with that being said, I think right now people are probably nervous out there to do this. It's okay to be excited after one game. It's okay to see the Jacksonville Jaguars right now and be like, you know what? They might have something there. Now, once again, it is just one game, but celebrate a little bit. Enjoy it. Enjoy Tampa Bay, you know, getting beat by so much in New Orleans. Enjoy Miami being Miami. Enjoy being the only undefeated team right now in the state of Florida. All right? And, yeah, I'm sure ESPN's going to slam more Tom Brady down our throat and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers down our throat. I'm sure ESPN's going to maybe show, I don't know, a minute of Jaguars coverage, and that's okay. But I'm just saying it's okay to enjoy this win. Now, you know how I operate, though. I'm also a realist here. And in a a little while, my co-host Brent Martino is going to come in here and puke out his sunshine and rainbows for your ears to hear. So I'm going to leave that to him, but I'm also a realist, and we have to talk about what we saw, what can improve, what was great, and just who is this team right now that we witnessed this past Sunday. As I mentioned, my co-host Brent Martino is out for a little bit. He's on his way here though at the Dream 18 in Southampton. Um, You know, obviously for a great cause, a great golf tournament. I was there in support, didn't play any golf myself. I saw coos over there, I guess you golfed okay, right,
2: yeah, I did decent i've actually i played two days in a row, which yeah. is like I don't think I've ever done that, yeah, and two decent days, so yeah
1: and, and obviously, here's my problem with it, right, because I saw you there, yeah, um you know you with your lovely fiancé, but I go up to him, I'm like, hey, man, how, how you shooting? Because that's that's what you have to do in golf, right? You have to ask, hey, how how you hitting him today? You know, that, that seems that's kind of like the general. How you smacking him? How you yeah. smacking him? You know, have to, <laughs> everyone says that. So I was trying to follow in line here. Wasn't wearing a polo shirt, just wearing a T-shirt. So I was already sticking out like a sore thumb. So I try to, you know, use my vocabulary a little bit to bre- blend in with the people at Southampton. So I go to Coos, Coos, how'd you hit him today? And what'd you tell me, Coos?
2: I what did I say? You said you said I hit under a what? Forty one. A forty one. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now, I don't know a lot about golf, but what I know is that a forty one's damn good. Yeah, pretty decent. A a forty one's damn juicy. Okay. So you said that I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. They did it not beat you like a year ago, and all of a sudden you're shooting 41s? Well, lo and behold, it was a scramble, right? So you A, sh- a with shamble. A shamble. Yeah. So you're playing with other people.
2: So you play, yeah, with that you play the best drive, yeah. which we were playing with my fiancé, who played for Flagler, who was playing two tees in front of where we were shooting, yeah. hitting from. So she was essentially driving the green
1: every hole. Who? I mean, she might as well be sponsored by somebody. She Is, is. She's, is um, she a Titleist, yeah. She's sponsored by Titleist? Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways. Okay. That's crazy. But, so do you get, do you get clubs and stuff? You
2: get... The clubs that I have that they're, they're, yeah, yeah, old yeah. Clubs.
1: Old yeah. Clubs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Go and give me a little talk after this break. <laughs> we'll figure something out. But hey, but here's my point, though. You said that you shot under whatever, a 40 something. And I was like, well, that's really good. Well, you didn't. The, the team did. So I'm going to need you to stop saying, yeah, I shot under a 40 something yeah. at, you know, at Southampton. We no, shot. No, you, 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 shot. Here's like, the thing we though, shot.
2: Is the Royal uh, We. Nicole. Yeah, she did better than that. She only shot a two over in general because we only played nine because we had to come back here. So, Um, yeah, we're also, by the way, we haven't we weren't ever really able to say this last year. Yep. During a Jags game. It's a big streamer thing. So it kind of goes for everybody. But like I we got to set it up where you and Austin. When the show starts, we'd be like, yo, we got to get some Duvall's in the chat. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, in the yeah, chat. yeah, yeah, I like that. Hit us like with that. some Duvall's. I so. like
1: that. Well, and keep in mind, it is Minshew Monday here, as Brent um has stated out. So we got a little surprise for, I think, everybody later. I think that's still in place, so we'll wait until he gets here to see what's up. But that game, though, keep in mind, I-, I was coming um back from South Carolina, so I had it on my cell phone. I mean, I, I was driving, had it on my cell phone. Had a little bit of a headache, not going to lie, but we-, we made it work. But, um... You know, the the crazy thing about what I saw on Sunday was it felt like I had seen this story a million times before, and I thought the story was going to go down the same road. If you recall that opening drive for the Colts, they made it look easy, right? Miles Jack had a missed tackle. Um, they stick it in the end zone 7-0. And then all of a sudden, how did the Jaguars respond? They run the ball with James Robinson. Oh, keep in mind, James Robinson looked good right off the bat, but I think they ran three times in a row. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, well, I see what's happening here. You're, you're going to showcase James Robinson, which is fine. But then you're just going to, like, Garner you take the backseat because you know why? Because you guys want Trevor Lawrence. And that's really where my mind went. Literally where... Four minutes in the first quarter, and I'm like, oh, I see what's happening already. This is gonna be a blowout. Defense can't stop anything. And that's what it started to look like happened. Then all of a sudden you had a Brandon Linder face mass penalty, a penalty killed the Jaguars drive, put them back, you know, 15 yards, and they had a punt. And I'm like, oh, it's game over. Like, that's what I'm, I've been so predisposed, you know, predispositioned to. I'm so conditioned to think like this, where I thought, you know, less than halfway through the first quarter, the Jaguars are done. But that's not what happened. Like, all of a sudden you saw a team when Minshew got going a little bit where it's like, okay, these Jaguars might have something for us. You saw a team when the Colts had on the three-yard line um, on their second drive. Avery Jones steps up and says, what's up? Let's go ahead and stop that fourth down and let's get off the field. I wasn't expecting that. How many times last year in a fourth-and-one opportunity did you expect the Jaguars' defensive line to make a stop? Not that many. And how many times last year on a fourth and one, did you expect the Jaguars to convert a fourth and one on a run? Probably not that many. But right now, man, I, I'm telling you, and it wasn't pretty on defense, let's be honest right now. Um, I think if you want to be a realist a little bit, Phillip Rivers, 363 yards passing, didn't have his best game, had two interceptions that were just atrocious, just stared down his receiver the entire time. And if you look at the Colts' offense, didn't punt one time. um, You know, they they had 357 yards passing, under 100 rushing, which was great, obviously, for the Jaguars. But overall, I mean, their offense was kind of clicking a little bit. And they got a bunch of easy yards. So once again, I could have sat there and said, well, it's going to be a long day for the Jaguars' defense. But you know what? Yeah, sometimes they bend, but they didn't break. Right. Like, uh, I, there was a couple plays where, yeah, maybe there was some easy coverage there, whereas a first down, and you keep on going and going, but I didn't see, like, that drive kill. I, I didn't see that play where it was like, oh man, that it takes the wind out of your sails. They didn't really give that up. So with that being said, yeah, the, the defense has to play better in the pass game. So be it. But you know what? When you watch CJ Henderson, when you see Avery Jones, when you see Miles Jack, um, you know, when you see Chase on, You kind of like what you saw a little bit on defense. Now, yeah, you can clean some things up. And keep in mind, against the very high-powered Colts offense that people were all about, oh, Phil Rivers has the best offensive line now to work with. They got T.Y. Hilton. Pittman's coming along What Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor. Now, Marlon Mack goes down the first half, torn Achilles out for the year, sending him well wishes. Um, But Jonathan Taylor, I mean, kind of picked up the slack a little bit. But needless to say, I think that if the Jaguars defense can keep on doing what we saw and they can bend, but they don't break, you might have something here. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, it goes without saying, right? When, when you have 10 different receivers, um, have at least one catch, you, you know, something's on. And this was my biggest, um, you know, compliment to Jay Gruen to come to Jacksonville. It's the fact that he loves to spread the ball around. Right, he just doesn't focus on one guy. He focuses on everybody. He um he sees what the defense is giving him and then he throws it back out there. And with that being said, you saw the ball being spread around and you saw Minshew literally just kinda have a field day a little bit against this Colts defense. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Philip Rivers last year here for the Chargers. When Philip Rivers literally just all right awesome, that it's your turn now. Oh, what's up, Hunter Henry? Here's a ball for you. Oh come on, Keenan, I ain't forget about you. Here's Keenan Allen. There's your ball. Like it seemed to me like Gardner Minshew was just having fun back there. Now, yeah, well, once again, wasn't a perfect game. Got sacked a couple of times. Clean that right up. Not a big deal. But what for Gardner Minshew was able to do. I mean, 19 for 20, 95 yards. I'm sorry, 95 percent completion percentage, 173 yards. Okay. Three touchdowns, and most importantly, a 151.7 QBR rating. I'll say that one more time. I I know I'm saying a lot of numbers at you guys right now, but it needs to be said again. A 151.7 QB rating. Not mad at that. You can win with that. And the most important thing that I saw from this Jaguars offense, it was the leadership of Gardner Minshew. He seemed to provide that spark. Now, yes, James Robinson did a fantastic job. I was the first one to say, Leonard Fournette's out of town. What are you guys doing? You got nothing for him. You're, you're, you're now worse with Leonard Fournette not being there. That, that, that storyline still remains to be seen. I'll tell you what, after one week, obviously you're liking James Robinson over Leonard Fournette right now, but let's see how that one plays out. But I'm saying what James Robinson was able to do, impressive. Sixteen attempts sixty two yards, three point nine average once again, you can win with that, okay and now I don't need James Robinson to have that game breaking speed like fournette did his rookie year. I'm reminded of you know having one of the fastest mile per hour times or whatever it was in Pittsburgh. I don't need that all I need James Robinson to keep on doing is just keep falling forward man right because the guy plays with a style where it's like he's not dancing around in the hole. He sees the hole, he makes his cut, and he goes. And guess what? When he goes, he goes forward. And that's what you want to see. You, you don't want to see these on first downs, these second and nines and in second and eights. You want to see a second and six, a second and five. If you can do that with this Gruden offense, you got something special here. So I like what James Robinson did. I like what he added um, you know, to that Jaguars offense a little bit. I like seeing Chenault out of Wildcat. I like seeing Chenault in the slot. I, I like the formation changes. For the first time, it seems like in a long time right now, it's exciting to watch the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. When's the last time you got to say to your friends, see that Jaguars offense? How fun was that? How fun was that? Because usually it, it's, vanilla, it's, it's vanilla yogurt. It's it's playing. It's run the ball, run the ball, pass. Run the ball, run the ball, pass. Nah, man, not anymore. And I, like I said, when that very first drive started out, I'm like, oh, it's going to be more of the same for this Jaguars offense. But then all of a sudden, Gruden went to his bag of tricks. You know, he, he relied on the arm of Gardner Minshew, and you got to see a little appetizer. You got to see a little sample of what this Jaguars offense could be. So I love that, man. And I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Because, I mean, even on plays, like, I'm reminded of the uh, Sh- Chanel touchdown. Yeah, Tyler Eifert open as well. Like, guys are getting open with these design route combinations here. And I love to see it. And the best part about that Jaguars offense, and we'll see what happens to the Titans tonight, but the Titans are going to come sit down um, probably on a Tuesday, watch that film, and be like, all right, well, I'll, oh, wait, James Robinson looks pretty good. Okay, well, Gardner Minshew's good, spoiler alert. I knew that already. But how are we going to shut down the receivers? How are we going to stop Chenault? How are we going to stop Conley? How are we going to stop Chark? Keewan Cole? Like, everybody's getting involved in this offense, and I love to see it. I absolutely love to see it. Colin Johnson, um, you know, he, he had a 14-yard grab. I mean, everybody was getting involved. And don't forget, Chris Thompson, I think, hasn't even been unleashed yet. You know, he only had two receptions, didn't get that much playing time. I thought for sure we were going to see a lot more Chris Thompson uh, this past Sunday. But when James Robinson's doing so well, I get it. But Chris Thompson is still, you know, yet to be unleashed to the world. So I think right now, and I think that the Colts defense made this mistake as well. They wanted Garner Minshew to try to beat them. They set it up where it's like, we don't respect James Robinson. We don't know where Illinois State is. We have no idea who this guy is. You're just going to pounce him in the backfield because you do let, let Leonard Fournette go, and we're going to see what happens. You you can tell it on defense, the first play uh, for the Colts. They wanted Gardner Minshew to beat him. And props to, to the Jay Gruen for coming out and saying, you know what? Let's go and run the ball a little bit. Let's go and open this thing up a little bit, and then let's rely on Minshew. And you could tell that the Colts' defense was off kilter. So a heck of a game, I think, uh, a heck of a first game for Jay Gruden. Now, I don't know but this came within reason, though, right? Because I remember sitting here last year talking about John Filippo and how good he looked with Gardner Minshew. But I'm just saying the first game of the season, everyone's getting involved in the offense. The defense, they bent a little bit, but they didn't break. And enough cannot be said about what I saw from the rookies. Okay. And by rookies, I'm talking about. So, listen, CJ Henderson's a guy that's been getting a lot of flack a little bit, you know, during training camp and things like that. You know, gets two hours of sleep at night, supposedly. Um, kind of talked to the media a little bit, but I didn't talk to him. Things like that. CJ Henderson, I thought, had a great game. And there is something to be said when you get your first interception in your first game in terms of confidence. I truly feel like the quarterback position it's mental, man. But so is the cornerback. So is the defensive back position. When you're on an island, you have to have that mindset that nobody can touch you. And when you get an interception like that your first game against Phillip Rivers, I think it was on T.Y. Hilton, what is that going to do for your confidence? So I think C.J. Henderson probably played his best game that he could ask for. No, he's going to tell you, I wish going could play a little better, and that's fine. But I'm just saying, from what I saw from C.J. Henderson, what I saw from even Chase on a little bit, you got to like what you see. Now comes the real question. We'll we'll come back to this after the break here. Is what we saw who the Jaguars are, or do the Colts play that bad? What can we expect going forward now? We'll break that down next year on ESPN 690.
0: Brent Martineau. Some uh, NBA play-by-play here this week as well, right here on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. Uh, uh, you're right? <laughs> yeah, I know. You look over so like you're going to make it. Yeah, man. I'm making sure we're all good here. Hey, listen, I, I get choked up about the new lineup. Action Sports Channel on ESPN 690. Play one play at a time. Got an office coordinator that's calling good plays,
2: receivers that caught the ball, O line is giving me time, and a running game that really got us ahead of the chain. So, you know, I'm just trying to do my job one play at a time, and I'm very, very grateful for the uh, opportunities and the people around me.
1: Jaguars quarterback Gardner Minshew. How could you not like what you saw from him yesterday? Do you think he's been hearing the Trevor Lawrence tanking thing a little bit? I imagine he has. And you want to talk about a statement where it's like, oh, what's up, Trevor? Hope you're watching. Hope you like going to – I don't even know. I don't even know right now, like, who are the teams that are doing bad because it was a crazy first week. I would say the Redskins, but they won. So I don't know. I'm not sure where Trevor Lawrence is going to go yet. But if the Jaguars keep playing like this – it's not going to be Jacksonville. Not if Gardner Mitchell has anything to say about it whatsoever. Austin Lane here. Welcome here on a Victory Monday on Action Sports Jackson ESPN 690. My co-host Brent Martino will be here momentarily coming back from the Dream 18 golf tournament after another successful year of the Dream 18. Um, you know, I'm sitting here and I asked the question before I went to break. What can the Jaguars do now? Like, who are they? Like, Is this team playoff bound? Are they still, you know, using the T word, let's just say? Like, who is this team after one week? Because let's be honest, one week you can't find out a lot of things. I can tell you after one week, I think the Ravens are going to be good. I can tell you after one week, the Chiefs are good, obviously. I can tell you after one week that I think Joe Burrow might be good, you know? And I can tell you after one week, the Eagles, I wouldn't quite panic about them just yet. Same thing with the Cowboys as well. I think they're going to be okay. Like, those things, I think, at least are guarantees. But the guarantee about the Jaguars, are they the real deal or not? That's a debate. It really is. Because one could argue, well, was that Phillip Rivers? Is that the best he could do? Staring down at his receivers, throwing two just horrible interceptions like that? Like, was that the Colts' best performance? Probably not. And to be fair, that probably wasn't the best Jaguars' performance um, either on defense. But with that being said, I'm excited for week two for a couple reasons. Obviously, you make your most progress from week one to week two. And I think that that can be said for the, you know, the, the pandemic and no preseason games as well. But what I'm excited about for week two is you're about to see exactly who the Jacksonville Jaguars truly are. Like to me right now, week two, you can't hide from it. Now you can make the argument a couple years ago. Jaguars played the Patriots here at TIA Bank Field. They absolutely hammered the Patriots, and then what happened after that? So you can't put all your chips in a week two. But I think this matchup, Jaguars in Nashville against their you know big brother right now, the Tennessee Titans. I think it's going to say a lot. Not from really the scheme what you're going to face against the Titans. Because let's be honest here. Yeah, you got A.J. Brown. You paid Ryan Tannehill all this money, but you're going to give the ball to Derrick Henry. And you're going to play a tough, physical brand of football. And to me, playing the Colts week one, that was more about, you know, yes, the Colts have one of the best offensive lines. Yes, the Colts are physical. Yeah, Quentin Nelson, you have all these. I get it. But the Colts, to me, make their money by throwing different kind of looks at you, right? Like, how how many running back passes did we see, like to Naeem Hines, where he was wide open, right? Like, th- that's more of a scheme thing than is a mentality thing. And in the second half, I think we saw the Jaguars' defensive line step up to the occasion and shut down that run. My point, though, is in Tennessee, it's going to be different. In Tennessee, you know exactly what they're going to do. We saw it last year in the AFC divisional round game against the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens, were are a great defense in their own right, struggled last year against the playoffs in the Tennessee Titans. And guess what? They knew what the Titans were going to do, and they couldn't stop it. So to me right now, we have a defense that's still a little known for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They will, they're going to be exposed either good or bad against the Tennessee Titans because you know what they're going to bring to the table. You know you have to shut down Derrick Henry. You know you have to hold your own in the trenches. And the same thing can be said on offense as well. So I'm excited for this Titans game because if the Jaguars can show up, bring their lunch pail, you know, bring two chin straps, bring their, bring their big boy pads and have success. Well, then you know what you have right there. Now, if they will, like we've seen in the past, if they get outmanned, physical, well, then it's kind of like, oh, no, here we go again. So that's why I'm just so intrigued by this Titans game. It couldn't be a better matchup, I think, right now to be the ultimate litmus test of where these Jaguars are at. And then I can't wait to break down that game later on um, You know, this week. Now, the Titans play the, the Broncos tonight. It's going to be a short-notice game coming up on Sunday for the Titans. We'll see how that pans out. But I'm curious to watch the Titans tonight. I want to see if it's going to be that same type of Rabel, physical, demanding style of offense. Or do they go a little more of the spread with A.J. Brown now? Everyone's saying Corey Davis is looking okay, John who Smith at tight end. I'm curious to see what the Titans are bringing to the table tonight. And it's something that Jaguars fans should keep an eye on. We also, you know, I would say at 4 o'clock, we got to break down those Florida State Seminoles a little bit as well. If you're a Seminoles fan this weekend, I'm sorry. Okay, at least the Jaguars can make it a little better for you. Um I actually got to watch that entire game because with that rain delay, I got to watch in the locker room before my fight. And, yeah, we're, we're going to break that game down at 4. And, listen, if you're a Noles fan right now, once again, first game of the season, how nervous are you? What did I see from that game? Where did it go wrong? Is it going to be another four, or five win season tops for those Florida State Seminoles? We'll break that down later as well. Kuz, did you watch the game?
2: The Jags game? Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: What did you think, man?
2: I thought I was I was nervous like you. Yeah. Uh, right out right off the beginning, I, I kind of was like, "Oh boy, here we go," um, and then I kind of walked out of the room for a little bit. We were actually at. Um, Nicole's family's uh they just had a kid so we were we were you know hanging out with the infant nice and next thing you know I look over and I'm like oh it's uh, jacks are keeping this close and next thing you know I'm like oh my gosh they're up you know like it was it was a lot of fun to uh to watch and and I was trying to, we were the whole time we were debating how much of actual crowd noise was influencing the game yeah you know what i mean because like you could it obviously looked oh yeah
1: yeah but on tv it's
2: but you can't hear like we didn't know what was actually being here and i know minchu was talking about the crowd helped and stuff like that but you know i i still trying to figure out if it is you know, a huge advantage because they were the only team in the NFL to have fans on Sunday. Yeah, yeah,
1: and Sunday, yeah, correct. And that will be something I can't wait to break down with Brent as well because, you know, obviously Brent was there covering the game. Uh, I'm excited to hear just what that crowd was like, what he saw, you know, where were the policies being regulated and things like that. So we're going to break that down with him here in a little bit. Um, speaking of someone who's probably watched the game, I assume, we got Steven on the line right now. Uh, I think he wants to talk a little Gardner Minshew stats, if you will. Steven, what's going on, man? Hey, not too much. How about you, Austin? Uh, same old stuff, man. I'm here. I'm breathing, so I'm happy. Uh, I'm gonna throw something at you, especially from tweets that I saw. Hit me with it. Minshew doing Menchu doing it again, breaking a record. First game of the
0: year with that uh, his stats. But actually, James Robinson broke a record last night, uh, yesterday. Okay. Uh, for undrafted free agent running backs yards week one in debut. The okay. record was forty five. He got 62. There you go, man. New record holder. And the ultimate icing in the cake was later on in Twitter. You had Gardner Minshew and James Robinson in a photo saying, Minshew saying, my first year with a real running back. Is that what he said,
1: really? Really? That's what the picture shows. Okay. uh, Oh no, someone. Yeah, someone. I was gonna say. I don't know if he's that petty. Okay. Well, thanks, Stephen. Man, appreciate it. No, (laughs) listen. I mean, I don't think Garner Minshew himself posted that. I I mean, I hope not. Maybe he did. I don't know. I I don't think he's that petty. There were
2: a lot. There's a lot of memes. Leonard Fournette directed comments yeah. Yeah, on yeah. social media, memes, and all that going on.
1: Oh, yeah, on. And, and the same thing with Ronnie Harrison as well, right? Because let's be honest here. If your name's Yannick Ngakwe, if your name's Ronnie Harrison, if your name's Leonard Fournette right now, you're sitting at 0 one are okay? You're not, you're not sitting too pretty. Now, Klayas Campbell obviously got that W, but go ahead. Are we, uh, sorry, you just, while you were
2: yeah. saying that, I mean, it made me think of the Jalen Ramsey play at the end of the game with the... Oh, uh, yeah, you, the... We, <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I mean... Are all Jags fans yeah. saying that, that and was And the not... Oscar
1: goes, too. And the... Well, <laughs> listen... At the end of the day, it helps me out because I had the, the Rams winning that game, so that's fine with me. But yes, and the Oscar goes to I mean Daniel Day Lewis is up there, Jalen Ramsey with the performance of a lifetime. Don't get it twisted. But um, listen, Steven, you know with these with these numbers and with these stats and everything and these records, here's where I sit on the records. Okay, I don't know, and they announced it during the game I was watching on TV. I don't know how many undrafted free agent running backs have started in that. If I think it's like around five or six, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, James Robinson broke that record. But I'm going to be honest, sometimes I think we get so caught up in the numbers and in the records game that you take for granted just what you saw on TV, right? Like, I can find numbers and stats and records probably for every single player yesterday on the Jaguars. You know, I can say, well, Colin Johnson's the first fifth round pick to have a 20. Yeah, well, I, I, can, I can play that game all day. But what I saw from James Robinson was a guy who runs hard. What I saw from James Robinson is a guy who can hurdle people i don 't know where that hurdle came from lands on his feet and he keeps on going like i 'm excited for that right now, yeah, if you want to sprinkle on some records, you want to sprinkle on some stats, so be it, it whatever you know floats your boat or finds your lost remote, as outcast would say, but i 'm just excited from what I saw in the game, what my eyes were telling me. Same thing with Minshew, right? Minshew has a record now, right? And yeah, go back to the rating, go back to his stats, only had one incompletion. Very impressive. Now keep in mind and then once again, let's let's keep it within reason here. He only had 173 yards uh passing. Now obviously you want to see that number go up a little bit, but all things considered, nineteen for twenty. You can't really beat that, but I just like what I saw from the the poise of Minshew. I saw how he handled himself in the pocket. I saw how he looked off receivers and looked back. I mean, he had the makings of a veteran quarterback year two in his first game. Keep in mind, zero preseason games, not a lot of live reps, and he looks better. He looks improved. He looks more confident. And now you have a guy who's going into a second year who can take over the whole leadership role. Keep in mind, last year, it was supposed to be Nick Foles' team, right? Nick Foles was the guy. Everyone's singing Nick Foles praises. Everyone was at Nick Foles' house last year hanging out. He's a great guy, not only on the field, but off the field. John D. Filippo sweared by him. Well, guess what? Mintry took over, but he took over as a rookie, right? You still have to earn your stripes. You still have to get that respect in the locker room, and you still have to show that you can lead these guys on the field. Well, he did that last year, and now all of a sudden you have a team where it seems like, you know, and once again, I don't care what you think about Leonard Fournette or the whole Ronnie Harrison stuff, but if you at least have a team right now that it looks like they've bought into Minshew. You see that on the field, you see that in the locker room, and it was my biggest thing that I said going forward is that, listen, when the players want to call him a dog, and by the way, the phrase dog is the most... You know, respectfully, you can say about a football player. When players want to call him a dog and the analytics say he's going to be good and the stats last year say, you know, he was good. You have a recipe for success. And Gardner Minshew reinstated that against the Colts. He looks like the real deal. You know, now he's got to keep, keep this going. He's got to remain consistent, all that good stuff. But how could you not like what you saw yesterday from Gardner Minshew? So it begs the question, what do the Jaguars have to improve on? Right. Well, for Minshew, you just keep doing you, man, because I really have no complaints. Yeah, maybe there's a couple of times you can get rid of the ball a little sooner. But who, who am I to nitpick week one right now? OK, I think from Minshew's perspective, you're looking great. I think from James Robinson's perspective, you're looking great. And you know what? And the biggest thing that I said that I was going to watch in this game wasn't even around a player, wasn't even around a scheme. What was it? It was the penalty. I said I'm gonna watch to see how many penalties the Jacksonville Jaguars have, because they had zero preseason give us any kind of clues. This was the technically the first preseason game and the first regular season game of the of uh, the, the season here, right? And yet a team that had six penalties. Now, yeah, there are a couple costly penalties. You know that that Brandon Linder one, um, I believe on the opening drive, very costly, right? You you had all the momentum going, that face mask, and I get it. It was kind of nitpicky here, but it is what it is. It was a penalty. Yeah, move back. Drive stall. But overall, a team with only six penalties for how, how many ever yards, you can win with that. I, I can, I, I'll take six penalties every single week. And what did I say? There's no excuses anymore, right? Like, even if there's going to be a crowd there, it's not going to be to the point where you jump off sides. It won't be to the point where there's a false start. So with that being said, six penalties, that falls right on the coaching. And that falls on Doug Marone more specifically. So props to Doug Marone for getting his guys ready to play. Right now, I think overall in the entire NFL, penalties were down a little bit. Now, whether that's because the crowd's not there, whatever the reason, penalties are down. But I'm just saying one of the biggest things I was going to watch for, I was impressed with, the fact that the Jaguars didn't really shoot themselves in the foot. And when you don't shoot yourselves in the foot, well, you got a chance to win. That's exactly what happened um, this past Sunday. So I love that. But what can the Jaguars improve on? That's the big question. And to me, it stems more on defense right now than offense, right? Because we we talked about the the bend-don't-break mentality. That's what the Jaguars have right now. Are the Jaguars going to be a top-five defense? Probably not, okay? And now that's not a week one overreaction. I'm just saying for what they have right now, there's no other Jaguars going to be top five, maybe even a top ten, right? But I will say this you got to clean up the communication a little bit. Now, I think after halftime, you saw some adjustments. You stopped the run. But to me, there was too many times where guys were kind of wide open. Right now, whether that was a a coverage breakdown, a communication breakdown. And listen, I'm I'm getting nitpicky right now, right? Because overall, the Jaguars, well, that's the most important thing. But I'm just saying I would like to see them clean things up a little bit more on defense. And, man, if there's some way to get chase on – and Josh Allen on the field more at the same time, I won't be opposed to that either. I I get it. And that was one of the biggest stories this offseason, was what are the Jaguars going to run on defense? You know, you had Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell hinting 3-4. You had Todd Wash saying we're staying true to what we always ran. And it was hard to exactly get a fingerprint of what they were going to run. Well, you saw it. You You saw that base defense with that big defensive end that you've been accustomed to seeing. And whether it was Gostis or or Smoot out there, I mean, they're still rolling with that big defensive end. Now, I make the argument last year a little bit, a big complaint about the defense last year in the defensive line was the fact that you couldn't get Josh Allen and Yannick Ngakwe on the field at the same time enough. Like, that's what you wanted to see. You wanted to see Josh Allen get his reps. I wonder if we're going down this rabbit hole now. Where in a couple weeks we'll be talking about, well, Chason's to, to get some more reps, man. You have to get him and Josh Allen on the field at the same time. How could you not? Because, listen, while you know they, they, they may not have shined in the sack department this past Sunday, Chason showed his speed. I mean, you, you saw that one play where he ran across the field, made that tackle. It's evident right now that this guy is one of the fastest guys on the field, right? It's almost like Quincy Williams last year when Doug Marone said Quincy Williams was the fastest guy on the field. Well, what's up, Chase? On, cause you might be the fastest guy now. That guy plays with his hair on fire, as coaches always say. And I think right now, and I get it, he's still young, he's still learning the game, and I get all that, man. But when you got a freak athlete like that, at that position, I would want to get him on the field as much as possible. Now, keep in mind, you're going to Tennessee, um, you know, Sunday, where you're going to be in a lot of base packages. I mean, I assume you're going to be because you're going to run the ball a lot. So, Are we going to see a lot of chase on on this up-and-coming Sunday? Probably not. But I'm just saying I don't want to fall into the same problem that we saw last year where we're not getting that guy on the field as much as possible because I truly feel like this, and I said this day once since the Jaguars drafted him. I think he's too good, um, even though he's a rookie, to not be on the field right away. Because we're going to go to break here, I think. All right, cool, cool. So we're going to have to break real quick. We come back here, more of that Jaguars game, and we got Florida State at four. Let's go ahead and break that game down a little bit. Oh, Mike Norwell, where did it go wrong for you? Where did it go wrong for the Florida State Seminoles? This, this wasn't your grandpa's Georgia Tech yellow jackets. This wasn't your grandpa's triple option kind of run team. No, this was, this was a new Georgia Tech offense that you were going against and unfortunately you didn't do your thing against him I break that down a little bit here on ESPN 690
0: Yeah, I mean, CJ's was huge, obviously, in the first half. That was kind of the, the first play that turned the momentum around for us after those first couple of series, like I was alluding to. Got his first big name, He just threw the ball on the ground, so I had to go run back and grab it. So I had to make sure he uh, he got that for his keepsake. He didn't want the Colts to, uh, to steal it from him. But uh, that was huge for our defense. Kind of started to set the tone, like I said, in uh, our turnaround. And then Dewey coming in. NFL's a next-man-up mentality. You always have to be ready. You always have to be uh, able to go in the play, into the game and make the plays when they come your way and he did a great job of that obviously picking off philip there in a key crucial moment for us allowing our offense to go down and score some points
1: (laughs) i think that was jaguars middle linebacker joe Schobert there talking about some big plays on defense obviously cj henderson getting his first pick of his career and then uh dewey as you referred to him talking about Wingard there um had an interception of his own. Literally, I think it was Josh Jones came out for a second. Wingard goes in and literally gets an interception I think, on the next play. Um So, props for that as well. And you know, it's it, like I said, it's that bend but don't break mentality. Now, Phil Rivers didn't do himself any favors, and I, I, it's the third time he repeated it. He, I mean, he had some stats to go with it, but the mistakes that he made were disastrous for Phillip Rivers. I just, he did not look like himself for whatever reason. Maybe got in that Jacksonville humidity a little bit and forgot how hot it was here. But regardless, um, you know, two big interceptions for the Jacksonville Jaguars, momentum killers for the Colts. And that's what you need, right? You, you have to maintain the football and you can't turn the ball over. And the Jaguars, for the most part, did that yesterday against the Colts. Let's go to the comments section really quick. We're, uh... The comment section's on fire, coos to say the least. If you wanna be part of the conversation as well, please call in star star six ninety or nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one. You wanna hang out? I'll hang out. We can talk Jaguars, we can talk whatever you want to. Uh yeah, if you wanna call in, call in. But a lot of people are asking me about my fight, how it went down in South Carolina. And we'll probably break that down later on in the show today. Just because we got to talk about the underdog first, right? We 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 have to praise the underdog. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think I was an underdog really going into the fight in South Carolina, but I did indeed win it. Uh, it. It was a first round TKO. Um, I have the belt. I don't have the belt on me. I had to give the belt back. They're gonna customize it and then send it to me in two weeks. I hope. If not, there's gonna be a road trip to Charleston, South Carolina, so I can get my belt that I you know that I worked so hard. but until that time uh it's on the shelf hopefully getting customized with a bunch of cool things on it but regardless of that though let's go to the comment section real quick we got and we also got mr sunshine rainbows walking in too so get ready for that he's gonna spew all his sunshine rainbows down your throats so bridge sells for that but it says uh gardner Minshew only threw 470 something yards let's calm down a little bit listen no not gonna calm down and here's why Yes, the, the the stats, I mean, l- like I told Steven, you, you can go ahead and twist it however you want to in terms of records and in terms of stats. But here's what I saw. I saw a dynamic offense that featured a lot of different types of players. I saw a dynamic offense that spreads the ball around and gets guys open. And I saw Gardner Minshew look down his first guy and then throw it on the second guy. Okay? I saw Minshew take strides forward from his rookie year. So, Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where Minshew goes, and you should be excited as well. I don't care; he only threw for 173 yards. The point is that the, the, the yards that he did have, they came off of fantastic decisions.
0: Don't tell me what went wrong yesterday. After that, there mm, we go. That was unbelievable. Yeah, it's good. Did stuff, somebody man. pick that game?
1: Somebody uh, oh, picked
0: here, the Jags to here, here win. We, here we go. Somebody I have proof of that on TV. Here we go. I know I had him to cover. I sent an email
2: with our with our pick six Did yeah, you okay
0: good just double checking? Hard double, to be humble, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard to be humble. Hard to be Ty, humble. Ty, I, I asked him he said, Dad, I was listening to the segment and Austin called in and he said, Let me guess, Brent, you've got the Jags. Yeah. He was kind of making fun. Yeah, well, yeah. Let yeah. me guess, Brent.
1: Yeah. I got the
0: Jags.
1: Yep. yep. How do those other picks go for everybody, Not by the way? <laughs> how those other picks go for everybody. I guess
0: I have to go back and look at those because I, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. I well, was terrible on the picks. I mean, I'm, I'm in a survivor pool. S- Someone yeah. lost Philadelphia. Oh, ooh, you hate Boom. to
1: see it. Well, I'll tell you what. Someone's <laughs> taking straight dubs in our uh, six pack. Someone went 5 and 1 over the week. Just hey, to let you guys know.
0: Just a warning nobody cares in Jacksonville right now, anyway. Oh. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I stink. Oh, you're fine. I stink, too. You see, I'm sweaty as well. Like, I just smelled myself as I walked in here, so sorry. Oh, you're fine, I
2: I got home from golf, I showered, and then I went to leave, and it
0: was like monsooning, and I was like, oh, what was the point of even showering? (laughs) Gosh, I hate the rain. I feel like we live in Seattle. Uh, Hey, what a win, right? Yeah. I mean, you've talked about it. We're going to talk more about it. It's going to be a mid-shoe Monday here from here on out. already is. But uh, real quick thought. Here's my overriding thought. Mm -hmm. And I've got a lot of thoughts, but my overriding thought is that might have been the most efficient, best, well-executed game plan I've seen yep. from the Jacksonville Jaguars by an offensive coordinator in some time. Off to a shaky start, though. Yeah, but that's a little, it's a little, uh, You got. it's a caveat, okay? We have short memories when it comes to this stuff. Nathaniel Hackett had, had some really good games. Mm. And Bortles delivered in December uh, of that year. And so... I guess you got to go back to then, but I'm just thinking of the game plan and what they did with the uh, efficiency and the economics of their 49 plays. I think they ran and to be able to get what they got out of those plays, to be able to do what you did with those plays, to be able to hit 10 different receivers on 19 completions. I mean, man, I mean, 19 out of 20. I mean, that's Phil Simms esque right? For mm-hmm. Minshew. And uh yeah, that's, that's to me was like, wow. I, I mean, what, the thing that I I liked about this football team more than the national guys or anything else is I like Minshew more than people like him. Yeah. And I like their offense more. The more you look at their offense, you're like, you know, they do have some players on offense and guys that have played. The narrative's been there young, 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 but they do have some players. And you so, also like Jay Gruden. You have to like Jay Gruden. Well, so far. I, don't know, right? I, but, I don't But his
1: philosophy in the past, you have to His resume like and
0: everything else. And so what you're saying is, well, wow, well they didn't come out passing, right? We thought they'd come out passing. Well, I think what they did, and this is all credit to James Robinson and all the coaches that believed in James Robinson, at least for now, for one week, is that game to look good. Mm -hmm. And so the Colts had to respect it. And so therefore it opened everything up. I didn't expect them to start out with run-run
1: well, I don't, I, don't, run, I don't think run, the Colts you know? did though either. I mean, I don't think the Colts respected James Robinson in that opening drive. I think they're like, all right, Minshew's got to beat us here. It's Jay Gruden. It's quarterback friendly. We have to, you know, we have to stack on these receivers. And James Robinson, who is this guy?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. In reality, yesterday for the Colts defense, did DeForest Buckner play? Did Darius <laughs> Leonard play? Yeah. I mean, I think I heard Leonard's name once or twice. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure because I didn't watch the TV broadcast. We were there at the stadium, and so. Did DeForest Buckner play in that game? I mean, that was a huge acquisition for them. Mm-hmm. And so, tip your cap to the offensive line of the Jags and the game planning and the scheme and the execution of it. Uh, I, this is a day to get carried away, right, with the Jags, and we'll get a little carried away, and we'll counter that a little bit too, because it needs to be countered. And and wins hide things, right? Mm-hmm. Wins hide warts. There were some warts in that game. There were some things that you should be concerned about in that game going forward. And by the way, there were things that you should expect to be not so great for the Jags based on the build of their roster. So there's all that going on uh, with this football team. But man, that was fun. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you I sat here and believed. I basically picked the Jags because I did it way back when, right? When we did our schedule way yeah, back, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said the Colts are going to win the Super Bowl, but the Jags are going to beat yeah. them in the opening game. So I didn't waver. I stuck to my word. I'm not sure I fully believed it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you this: Are the Colts still going to go in the Super Bowl?
0: I still, I have, I, I still think Dallas didn't look good. And yeah. I still think the Colts didn't look good, but that does not deter me from thinking they can make a run into a Super Bowl. That but you don't to go go the, the
1: Super Bowl in Week One of the year. Yeah, NFL. but you don't think Marlon Mack being off for of the year is going to hurt them a no, little see, bit?
0: I, I think the Marlon Mack thing is really overblown. I mean, you got Jonathan Taylor and sure. Hines is a good player, man. Yeah. you take those two guys if you didn't have Mack all day. If you're going to get right. banged up for the Colts, that's a good spot to get banged up in, quite frankly.
1: No, I, I hear you, but Marlon Mack can always be like the, he's very dependable, right? Like, I get You it. lose him off for the season. I, like, I'm not yeah, saying it's it helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you're going to have injuries.
0: Sure. And if you have injuries in depth positions... No, I mean, that's a good spot to have an injury. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and Rivers had his moments. I don't know what Rivers is. It's a fair question. I'm not I, I'm not saying I'm confident in Rivers to go to the Super Bowl after what I saw yesterday. He made some plays like he did last year that cost them games. Yeah, He cost them this game with some interceptions. Uh, so, we get to talk all about it for another couple hours. Thanks for uh, being with us on a Monday. We want your thoughts. It's a victory Monday. But here on ESPN 690, we call it a Minshew Monday. Yeah. It's all about Minshew here in Jacksonville. It's next on ESPN 690.
1: With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.